In Seattle, this is this is Johnny introducing Darby Cox by Darby Cox. Johnny. Thanks, Darby. <laughs> From the rain slick streets of the Seattle Metroplex, this is Four Finger Shotguns for April 25th, 2018. This week has been filled with hippie druggy holidays like Bicycle Day, the day Abby Hoffman first took LSD intentionally, 420, after the cop code for pot smoking, and Earth Day, or Cool Arbor Day. We're recording on the day 2,770 years ago of the founding of Rome by Romulus and Remus, two crazy kids from the semi-mythical city of Alba Longa. They cut the ribbon on the site they, as infants, were suckled by a she-wolf. Like I said, drugs and hippie shit all week long. So I figured it was only appropriate that we interview a recovering addict. I'm Johnny Wilder, and in the improvised Impact Hub isolation booth with me is my friend Darby Cox. She's a marketing and public relations wizard, an artist and musician, and she's worked for The Stranger back when it didn't suck promoting amazing events throughout the city through Stranger Tickets. She's worked in and is currently the Digital Communications what? The Communications <laughs> Coordinator. The Digital Communications the Coordinator for, uh, what is it? Uh, Chihuly Incorporated. Chihuly Studio. <laughs> Chihuly Studio? Yeah. Uh, she's worked in and is currently the Digital Communications Coordinator for Chihuly Studio. <laughs> She's the co-owner of Oxred Marketing, a business development and media strategy agency. Lush gigs, each and every one of them. Welcome to our humble show. Hi. <laughs> what is lush gigs? Lush gigs. They're lush gigs. Good jobs. Nice jobs. Lush gigs. Lush gigs. I just learned something. I'm trying to be hip. Did I you, made up a, I made it, I coined a term. Was that on Twitter? It's, it's, it's going to, it is now. I kid you not. That's where I learn like most new phrases really? that I don't know. Yeah. I, as like, gonna, I'll, I'll be on Twitter and I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And I'll Google it. I'm and like urban dictionary my is my jam. All right. I learned something the other day. What was it? It was a brand new word. Shit. Um, small, small. Yeah. Small, yeah. small. Yeah. yeah small. It's like really cute S-M-O-L. and tiny. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I saw it and like, I saw this tweet yeah. that had like eight different like Gen Z Gen Y, Gen X, I don't yeah, know, yeah. whatever, teenager, yeah, teens, like, it, like words in it. And I was like, I don't know what any of these mean. <laughs> so you just got, you got to read Reddit. It I'm all not happens on, on Reddit I'm first. I'm not on Reddit. See, you're right. See, I need to get on now Reddit. Now I'm teaching you something. I don't want to be on Reddit. I have too many So apps. all the, you can get rid of all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because all the stuff happens on Reddit first. Mm-hmm. And then gets disseminated elsewhere. They I think have, I need to swap Facebook with Reddit at this yeah, point. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Facebook. Get rid of Facebook is it's dead and gone. I mostly have it so that my racist family in Florida can see how well I'm doing. And that's why Facebook is dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's for. It's for racist it's for family race. members. Yeah, that's the, for them to like talk about, you know, their yeah. Confederate weddings yeah. and like, you know, jacking off on the Robert E. Lee <laughs> statue or whatever the fuck it is that they do. <laughs> That's what that's for. <laughs> uh, how do I join that group? What's the the jacking off on the Robert E. Lee statue? It is not a private group. You can just go right in. They're really? very inclusive. Wow. All right. <laughs> cool. 
it's a uh, it's it's uh what's their what's their thing it's it's tradition not hate it, exactly uh, yeah circle <clears throat> jerks are as tale as old as time <laughs> we met at a narcotics anonymous meeting we did we did uh do you remember which one the women's meeting it was a women's meeting which it is now defunct. ladies night uh, yeah yeah it's gone it's gone oh shit by the way this is well, there's no swearing so are you I'm gonna, serious <laughs> no i'll just mark this as the filthy episode yeah you might want to yeah. i'm not gonna be right. <laughs> i don't even know i don't even know what other words there are for, if not fuck right okay no you know like it's a good that, point is there a better word or different word for fuck uh i think uh it's the perfect word titty face titty face okay titty. so instead of fuck i will say titty face yeah i'll just a titty I'll, face could you just say titty face like with silence and then titty face and so that i can use that to replace it in the editing suite oh my god you should for like from here on every time i say fuck or fucking titty face okay here we go titty face all right titty facing titty faced <laughs> titty faces titty facer titty facer titty facist titty faces that is the titty faces shit i've ever seen <laughs> i think we got all, of them. <laughs> all right good uh so we met at ladies night uh yes. which which was awkward for me because i needed to be there to like claim space that mm-hmm. that i felt that i felt i, I had a, a right to be there and uh anyone does anyone does yeah especially that meeting was very inclusive yeah but me especially i needed i needed to be there because that was my trauma Mm -hmm. was 20 years of being asked not to be there we met there and the nice part about those things those meetings is they're one of the few places where i've ever met honest people uh and uh which is weird to go to a room full of drug addicts professional liars <laughs> because professional liars for real because that's one of the things people would say is yeah i'm a professional i'm a shitty person mm. i i did this to my boyfriend or i did this to my girlfriend and yeah my, you know or my family or my friend you know uh but it's hard to find on it's hard to find honest people mm-hmm. especially people who are honest about their shortcomings yeah and uh because uh we feel like we're not allowed to have shortcomings and if we speak about them out loud other people will see us as weak and try to eat us we talked a lot there i I listened to you and you listened to me and we found out that we both had something in common which was the stranger yeah, I remember you actually, I think you told me that right after the first meeting. Yeah. Because I had, I wasn't, I wasn't working there that long. Oh, yeah. After that, like it was, um, I think a couple months into that job and I'm, oh, wow. so it was like, I was like super stoked. I just moved to Capitol Hill, my first city. What? Seattle's oh, the first yeah, city I lived in. Oh, yeah, you came from Ellensburg. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I came from Linwood. Okay. And then, so Ellensburg to Linwood and then to, you know, living in Capitol Hill. Linwood was the game company. Linwood was, um, yeah, a Wild Tangent in Redmond, but I lived in Linwood. So oh, okay. I drove the fucking 405 twice a day Yikes. for like an hour and a half. Ouch. Bullshit. That's okay. In my life, uh, we moved like a hundred different times when I was young. And every time we moved, I would lose all the bullies 
that had learned to hate me mm-hmm. and I could start over. Uh, so I'm wondering if, if you found a, a personality that worked, that people liked, why didn't you just stick with that one? Yeah, it probably didn't work. And I also moved around a lot in military family, so okay. I like moved every three, four years. And okay. so um, whatever was the thing there. Uh, okay. Yeah, definitely. It didn't work. You know, it never worked because mm-hmm. I wasn't being authentic. Right. And people could tell. I always had this like feeling like people could tell mm-hmm. that I was off and that it was mm-hmm. weird. You know, like no mm-hmm. matter, even though I was like, I look like you, I'm acting like you, I'm mm-hmm. doing the things that you're doing. Why am I still not, you know, in, you know, accepted? Why do I still not feel accepted? And it's because like they could tell. So that was a bad actor. Yeah, they could tell I was a bad actor. <laughs> they could tell that it was just that something was just off, you know, like right. weird. Wow. You know, which is why being, you know, being an addict, like it was a new role. Like that's why addiction was just so fantastic for me uh-huh. because I was too high and drunk to like try, uh-huh. you know, and uh-huh. I got, I uh-huh. honestly okay. felt like I could just relax right really like i remember just feeling like this fucking rocks like i am just so relaxed i am talking to people and i'm joking around and everything is great and like blah 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 and you know it was amazing it was just right. fucking amazing because uh, so they so like things like alcohol are inhibition blockers mm-hmm. so your inhibition to be yourself was finally your your yeah your in was finally removed yeah so you could finally like a lot of people drink to be somebody else right <laughs> you were drinking to be yourself <laughs> yes it was great it i was found great. myself i, I, I wow. am drunk <laughs> <laughs> who are you i am drunk i am drunk right now oh my gosh no, it was <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was definitely a lot of it. I I really remember that feeling of relief, and like most addicts will tell you, that first time getting drunk or really really drunk or really high or whatever, just that sense of just like happiness in a bottle and like personality in a bottle and just being so fucking comfortable, more comfortable in your skin than you've ever felt. And then obviously, that changes really fucking quickly when other people quit drinking after the weekend's over and you're still drinking and you're like, I can't go back to feeling like that. Like I can't do it. So you just want to keep feeling okay. And you want to, you know, where the term like get right comes from, you know, just getting straight, like making sure that you're feeling okay. Oh, right. You take a little something to feel. Yeah. But it's mostly just like, I mean, at that point you're just, you're physically dependent on it and you you can't function without it. And so then you're just like, so I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know what physical dependent feels like. Cause mm-hmm. I was on all those medications for so long and whenever I would not take them, I had physical withdrawal symptoms. Uh, what you just said about, <laughs> uh, about change hit me in the Darby's a genius and needs her own podcast bone. Hit you whichever, right in the titty whichever, face. Right in the titty face. <laughs> right in both of my titty faces. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because I feel the same way and for the same reasons Mm -hmm. because I moved around all the time too. My childhood was change. So this city and, and I've been struggling to tell people this, and this is the theme for my podcast. I love Seattle. Mm -hmm. I want Seattle to keep changing because I was here to change Seattle. Mm-hmm. I got to put my stamp on it. It 
I don't get to say, and now we we have to freeze it and bronze it, and it yeah. has to stay this way forever. No, uh, the the people at the Evergrey mm-hmm. get to make uh, a publication that's better than one I could have even I couldn't even have dreamed of making one yeah. that they're making now. Uh, because well, they're access to new technology and to yeah. new things and, and yeah. And, and they're and young and excited and interesting mm-hmm. and we're old and not What do you, you mean we? How old are they? No, How me, old are they be? me and well, my okay. friends who came here in 91, not <laughs> you young whippersnappers. Although 91, Darby, you're... I know. I don't want to think about it. I turned 27 <laughs> at the end of the summer and I'm not ready. Oh my God. Uh, you're getting a little cheese sandwich I'm getting yourself. there. I'm Googling on Urban Dictionary words that I don't understand. Oh, really? Yeah. Ouch. It, Man, that's a first blows. step. I don't like it. It's a first step. Like, uh, I... Right after this, I'm going to go get bejazzled because I can't. I got to keep it, keep it shiny. I don't even think that's going to help. I think it's too late. No, I think it'll help. Okay. It's going to fucking help. Okay. That's what the brochure said. Keep telling yourself. Said turning 27. (laughs) Don't understand. On Urban Dictionary all the time. Bejazzle it. (laughs) For you, girl. (laughs) And I get paid how much? (laughs) Damn it. But I think that's it. So that's my new theme. Uh, and I'm just going to take that and just put that at the beginning of no, my like shows that. from now on. Okay, I again want to, like, I need you to make sure that you put this before every statement. Uh-huh. Hello, my name is Darby Cox. All of these are opinions. <laughs> I don't know shit about anything. I get all my information from Weekend Update on SNL and BuzzFeed. Why? Because it's convenient. Not because I'm, <laughs> I don't have time to go searching for shit. <laughs> Do we want professional politicians who have infrastructure behind them to help them get things done? Mm-hmm. Uh, or do we want neophytes who are going to change the system because they don't like the way it works? Well, there's also mentioning that, you know, those career politicians have that infrastructure because they were able to, you know, get those opportunities easier, like easier, mm. more easily. Mm. Fuck. Mm. You, you pick the right one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they were able to. Titty face. Titty face. <laughs> they were able to get their, you know, create the infrastructure and, and do the networking and, and they didn't have the ceilings that, you know, people of color or women did. So of course they have more infrastructure, but of course they have more experience. And so there is that notion too, where it's like, you know, that's not fucking fair. We need right. to give this other person from this totally different background, a shot to speak for these, you know, disenfranchised people. Tear it all um, down. Yeah. But then that, you know, candidate, the other candidate, like Carrie Moon would be like, no, but I am speak. I, I would like to advocate for these disenfranchised people, but she also has the infrastructure. She also has more power. And it's like, is right now the time where we bring in a person who doesn't have that power, um, but also has the same views and feelings as the person with, with the power, you know, like in this moment, is it, which one's more important, the look and the, and, and the pseudo power or the, not quite the right look because we're tired of looking at white people, but she has the power and you trust that she really will be a voice for the disenfranchised. That's a really tough fucking call to make, for you sure. know? I don't I wanna, know. I want to add, so 100% agree. And I'm learning how to not say but. 
I've been saying but you it. fucking disagree with me. I'm not on gonna, my, I pod, don't on dis- my podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> don't you do it, Johnny. You told me you were going to make me look smart. <laughs> but that's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I only, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> this whole podcast is just going to be titty face. And we have a transportation problem in Seattle. Mm. Because for 40 years, nobody wanted to expand the goddamn monorail. Because now is just not the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when is the right time? When is the right time? Now is a great time. To smash <laughs> the patriarchy. <gasps> You're because, right. Because, you know, white supremacy isn't the worst thing that could happen. Some mm-hmm. of the white people are nice. And 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 want there to be equality. So mm-hmm. let's use like that's the whole like don't use the master's tools to dismember the master's house, right? Yeah. Uh, which I totally missed. And the bigger but, the white people's houses, the mm-hmm. bigger their gardens, the more jobs that they can create for people to keep you know keep their grounds and, and wash yeah. their clothes and clean their bathrooms yeah so a, a, yeah a, ri- a rising tide lifts Trickle all ships. down <laughs> economics i think is the is i just made that up and we all lived happily ever after right yeah i think so yeah let's not fuck with it okay it's cool it's, it's all good we live out here in pioneers <laughs> <laughs> And so the only thing that they're... I sound like I hate old women. <laughs> this podcast really sounds like... I don't like old white women. Do not put that in the podcast either. <laughs> and I don't like all old white women, but they tend to look at me like I want to fuck their husbands. Oh my God. Because old white men have this like fucking fetish for like black women. They look at us and they're just like, oh, I remember that one time in the 70s where I fucked that girl who worked at that one place. With my or, Thomas Jefferson wig on. Yeah. Oh my God. It was amazing. And like, oh, you know, but then I never told anyone about it. And I've just been wanting to fuck a black woman again ever since. And then they look at me and and they just like, hmm. And You're they, like, I'm just here for a sandwich. Yeah. And they just think back to that time. The, you know, they were on Soul Train, and they were like, mm, "I would do that again." And they look at their wife, and they're just like, "I'm gonna, <laughs> honey, you want those big hoop earrings? <laughs> Can you put those on for me tonight?" <laughs> it's terrible. So, uh, but they, I swear to God, that's what they think. They they look at me like that, and they're just like, "Ugh." um i i beg your pardon so i just i (laughs) i I beg your pardon i'm gasping for breath here (laughs) i uh i think i want to just i just want to take do a little brady bunch like thing where we go back an hour Mm-hmm. To you telling me you're not sure you want to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I going to have to talk about? I, I don't no know. You're going to have to convince me that this is a good idea. Is asphyxiating myself on laughter good enough for you? <laughs> Honestly, I, I genuinely... <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable right now because I know that you can edit this. Later. If oh, this no. was live, this one's going live. Amy. Oh this my god, I would yeah. be in so much fucking trouble. I would have a pure Amy Schumer like 
career. And <laughs> like, oh my gosh, she's funny. She says the word pussy. She said the word fucking and titty face like eight times. That's relatable. Hashtag. Like, and then two months later, they'd be like, if she says pussy one more fucking time, does she know any other goddamn words? Like, and that'll be, she cusses too much. She's oh impressing old white women. Wow, she is. The old white women have had enough. But it's, like, that'll happen. Like, it's, so then, then, then it'll be, it'll be like, you know, anarchy on me. So I don't want to, that's not the right word. What would it be? A mutiny. Be a mutiny on my Open career. season on Darby. Yeah, you know, and oh. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not good when people like don't my- like Twitter account. I love my Twitter account. I don't want to delete it. I have so much affirmation <laughs> from Twitter, but yeah, like I don't, I don't know, like live. Oh my god, that would be terrible. I would constantly just be like, "Should I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that." I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Shit. But at the beginning of every show, you would just have a long list of. I, I'd like to very sincerely apologize. <laughs> Darby's the pop, like in, in between 10 podcast episodes yeah. of the, the 30 minute apology podcast yeah. where I'm just like, I can't make one fucking joke the entire time. <laughs> I'm but then, but then you just say, you know, thanks for accepting my apology. All right. Titty face. Titty face. We're not here in Pioneer Square. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just go offend a whole new group. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I but think we have a form. We have a winning format right here, right now. Uh, yeah, I think I think it would be a terrible idea for you to start a podcast. I think so too. Yeah. And now the news, Baby Bird News Network, the first real news news network bringing you the news you need to feel connected to a world you'll never participate in. I'm Shoebill Hammercop with this morning's feelings check-in. In the headlines, Hillary Rodham Clinton is feeling smug, righteous powerless. President Donald J. Trump is feeling irritable, vindictive, destructive. And now the weather. Special counsel Robert Mueller is feeling confident, restrained, resourceful. Mark Zuckerberg isn't. In local news, President Vladimir Putin is feeling irritable, vindictive, destructive. Sean Hannity is feeling ashamed, infantile, shady. In sports tonight, Bashar al-Assad is feeling trapped, fearful, gassy. And coming up at 11, Senators Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are feeling passionate, patient, and hopeful. I'm Shoebill Hammercop, and this is Baby Bird News Network, the news you need the way you want it, because you never learned how to chew it yourself. Good morning and good day. Assad is feeling gassy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Is that is that too much? Do you think that's too much? I don't know. I thought it was funny, but I have a horrible fucking sense of humor. I am not a good person. Uh, <laughs> you met me at a narcotics You're anonymous my meeting. Audience, don't then. ask me what's appropriate. Yeah. I have a very skewed view of what's appropriate. <laughs> That's a, it's a tough one. It's, and I thought a lot about when I, when I wrote it, I thought, I thought a lot about it. Uh, this is becoming a very serious podcast. Yeah, and that's awesome. I like serious. <laughs> I like serious while giggling is the best kind of serious. <laughs> I do joke. All of my, uh, most of my other jokes are about murder. 
I, f- I find like a lot of my jokes are about straight up murder. I did fluffy stuffed animals murdering each other. Uh, I did a, an autonomous vehicle that murders criminals in cold, in cold blood to stop them from committing crimes. Like Knight Rider? Yeah. But without... Yeah, but it, but it's an autonomous. Yeah, with well, he that's so he's, he's also a ride sharing vehicle. Oh, is it like a Tesla? <laughs> yeah, so it's like a Tesla. It's like an Uber crime. Tesla. Yeah, and he, he drives around and picks people up, and then they play the Michael Knight role, but they're just kind of passengers. And the that's either Cars Four or an upcoming episode of SVU. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's the latter. Cars Four SVU. Ooh, a little, a little, oh, a little crossover, yeah. a little Pixar, yeah. a little Briska Hargitay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and the car's name is Kip. Kip? Kip. Just Kip. Kip. What's it K- stand for? K-I-P-P. What's it stand for? Kills its petty passengers. Did you just make that up on the spot? I just did. That's not bad. So, uh, anyway, I don't know. Jokes are hard. Uh, the un- it's it's so the onion. We had the benefit of a group of people, mm-hmm. and we could tell. And we had a a safe place. Yeah, you know, people say <clears throat> that like safe spaces are a new thing. No, they're an old thing. Yeah, uh, we you know we create all them. those theater kids had it right. That's why they banded together. The, all the, the nice the theater kids and the band oh, yeah. kids they yeah, yeah. they had they created their own safe space Absolutely. people always made fun of them but they had solid ass friendships yeah while you kept fucking your your best friend's boyfriend getting drunk and crashing your camaro yeah yeah you ended up getting into the kip car and yeah yeah <laughs> uh so uh we had safe spaces where we could tell jokes that went too far yeah because you, we needed to. I mean, we're the fucking onion. Mm-hmm. We needed to tell jokes that went too far, and then we could either say, "No, that went too far. That's too. That's way too. No, that's terrible. It's hilarious, yeah. but we can never speak of it." Better uh, to hit that wall and come back than just never get that far. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's that's how that's you know. So that's the secret to the onion: is you go too far mm-hmm. in private, and then pull it back a little bit. What you said reminded me of what happened to Trevor Noah, mm-hmm. right? So Trevor Noah, when he uh, got announced as being the uh, the the anchor for the Daily Show, yeah, uh, people went through his Twitter account. Yeah, that's a, that's the first thing they did because no <laughs> one realized back in 2010 yeah. how big social media and what your presence on social media would mean to your career, to your company, and it. Like anything you ever posted, if you ever be, decide on becoming a public figure in any capacity, go back to your social media and fucking delete everything. Every, everything. Even if you don't, even if you think, oh, that's kind of fun, like fucking delete it. It's not worth it. Start fresh. You are here now. This is your mindset now. And the world does not forgive your past indiscretions. Right. We and, are sick of it. Right. And you are a shitty person <laughs> no matter what. Right. <laughs> so it's like you're done. You're, <laughs> so delete Facebook and move to Reddit. This 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 message is mm-hmm. brought to you by Reddit. Delete all tweets from 2016 and back. Mm-hmm. All of them. So we didn't know. So this is actually Andre. Uh, when Andre was on the show, uh, my first interview ever was with Andre. Bless his heart for having patience with me. <laughs> but we talked about exactly this. Yeah. Is... Uh, being we need we need as people to just be more cognizant 
of what we put on social media. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ex- examples was, you know, putting your 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 kids and your nieces and nephews on social media. That's going to follow them for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they look cute sitting in their own poop now. And, yeah. and if you want to send a picture of them doing a stupid thing in 20 years, some artificially intelligent uh, medical robot is going to look at that and say, oh, your kid has a 30 percent chance of of getting cancer from that. And I'm sitting in poop. I don't know. I'm just, poop cancer. I'm just really st- <laughs> It seeps in from the outside. <laughs> I never knew you were this mean. Just... <laughs> I'm just trying to keep this a factual You sense podcast. weakness and you went in for the attack. I did. Yeah. yeah I, I Technology. Feel, I'm triggered. Social media, marketing. Mm, it's all your... about finding the weaknesses and ruining people's lives. <laughs> this is your wheelhouse, is <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> I, so the funniest jokes I've ever heard, the funniest jokes about addiction are when, and they're not even really about addiction. They're about uh, personality foibles. Mm. You know, uh, yeah. what are they called? What are they called? I character defects. The character defects. Is the, is the NA term. Yeah. Uh, when people make fun of our character defects, we become super relatable. Because everybody has character defects. So relatable. So relatable. <laughs> and uh, I think, so we had discussed you doing uh, like a podcast about being an addict and, yeah. and trying to start a business. Well, being an addict and just kind of being a professional, yeah. I genuinely feel like a lot of um, recovery stuff now, like like the 12 steps, which are great, which are great. I got clean in the room. For real, um, yeah. But I feel like it, it ends like it, it doesn't have plans for like moving forward a lot. of For me, it felt like there was no plan set for that. And then like people were so scared to leave N.A. to any degree that they would stay there. And that became their world, their network and everything. And you get this feeling like if you lose that, if it lessens, you're going to relapse. And people would like say that like, oh, you didn't go to like eight meetings this week. Like you're going to relapse. It's like, whoa, don't put that fucking pressure on me. Like I'm fine. Like what happens after that? Like there are plenty of people I know that have careers and they know they're addicts. They like they have not forgotten and they have other ways that they maintain sobriety and recovery. You know, like you can as a people in the rooms know there's a difference between, you know, being sober and being recovered, you know. And so it's like you can be sober and then one day you're just like, ah, I feel like I'll drink, you know, but it's everyone will have that no matter what, like you'll no matter how strong your recovery is, you'll have that. But what if you can't get to a meeting when you have that feeling? What if you just kind of fell out of meetings or whatever? Like you need to have your recovery needs to be strong enough outside of your program to, to, you know, sustain that. And what if you just didn't like 12 steps, which is fucking fine. It's not the only way to recover, you know, like, but you don't feel like any of these other options mean anything because people keep fucking telling you if you don't go to meetings you'll die you know and it's not okay and i genuinely feel like there's a lot of people out there that have great advice and stories to tell like yeah like i fucking you know was shooting up 20 years ago in la and now i like run this business and i have for a long time here's what i do to stay sober 20 years from now what if, and if they do go to meetings and that's part of their story then that's great but what but you know and, and I'm not going to assume that it is 
I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. And then maybe just kind of talk about, you know, being an addict and having and, and, you know, running a business and, and, you know, dealing with other people's personalities. Cause besides addiction, you know, like addicts are insecure and right, right, you right, know, right. great liars and yeah. we get, and you know, we want love at yeah. all costs. Yeah, you know, yeah. We want acceptance at all costs. And, and you, yeah, yeah. We'll do a lot to get that sometimes. And you don't realize it's happening. You have to stay on top of that shit too. Depression, anxiety, you know, bad past that you have to like forgive yourself and move on for that kind of shit. That's also tough. All of that matters, you know? And I don't, it's just, I just think it's important to talk about. It's a different kind of, it's a different conversation about recovery that doesn't revolve around, you know, the rooms and that specific program. And... I mean, I do want to, and I do want to mention that there, I know a lot of people in recovery that are working in, um, you know, that are dependency counselors and they're fucking amazing Absolutely. at it. And it's because the biggest thing about it is it does fucking take an insane level of patience and understanding to know that you're not going to help 99.9% of the people that you, that you're working with. You, you may help some and that's fucking great, but like you have to also, you know, have that mindset that like you know what they're going through and you know how goddamn hard it's going to be to get through to them to any degree and also them follow through with it, you know, like really follow through with it. And so it, it, I think it does take a, a very, it takes an addict to understand an addict. It really does. And so if that's what they want to, you know, that's the field they go into that's fucking amazing. Yeah. And I just, I just want to make that apparent. So like people don't think that I'm like, Oh, like you could do better. Like it's, it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, a lot yeah. of people are clean because of, you know, chemical dependency counselors and, and people that work in those fields. Um, I think well, more, it's more so to the point, like, what if you don't mm-hmm. want to work in those fields? What if you start off in those fields and you want to do something different? Right. Not more, not better, just different. different. Right. Or if you, you did have a dream before all this happened and, and you're scared that you can't go back to that dream. And like, that's kind of more the person that, because that's my experience. Mm-hmm. And I only want to speak to my experience, mm-hmm. you know, and not put words in someone else's mouth. But you know, and, and I, I was terrified after I got clean to, to think that I had the fucking audacity to like think that I deserved to work in the arts and that I deserved to work in marketing. Like who the fuck am I? You know, like I fucked that up. I don't deserve that. I'm a piece of shit, you know, but I had to learn that like, you know, through, and I learned that in the rooms that I, I get to go back to, I get to have any life I want. I mean, really like bottom line, I can have any life that I want. Um, there's going to be some struggle getting to that life, though. And I still struggle with it all the time. You know, I've been very fortunate to have bosses and employers that are amazing and, and you know, understand that people are humans. But, you know, I also haven't. And I've had to hide shit. And I've had to, like, you know, have, like, hyperventilate in broom closets like, kind of situations because I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I can't. It's too much. It's too much. Life is too much. It's too fucking much. But, you know, you, you develop tools in the rooms or you develop, you know, on your own or through therapy or whatever methods that you're using to stay sober and and recovered to deal with that because it's not going anywhere, but that doesn't fucking mean you can't have it, that you can't try, you know, it doesn't mean that. And like, I, I would love to hear more people who went through that process and are going through that process like I am every single day and be like how do you do it like how do you and for lack of a better term this is this is the this is the NA term for people who aren't addicts how do you work with the normies you know (laughs) I feel like that vampire like politician on true blood 
<laughs> right now. We're just trying to assimilate. Yes. We want to rob you and steal your blood and kill you, but hey, uh, we're not all like that. (laughs) Darby Darby passed out in the corner. (laughs) She had a little too much to drink. But uh, thank you, Darby, for riding the train downtown with me on a Saturday to teach an old hippie how to use the Internet and learn more about Darby's day job at Shahuli.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and family and rate us highly if you think we deserve it. And click any like, love, or look out behind you buttons you find on ZipBangWow, Instagram, or Twitter. That's the currency that helps us reach more listeners. It makes it possible for us to grow our business. There are other ways you can show your support, though. You can support this production financially through our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash podcast. Sponsors get access to a shorter highlights version of the podcast and outtakes reel from each episode. Go on. Enjoy your day. Thanks so much for listening. Boom. Titty face. Titty face. Bang. Wow. This has been a Zip Bang Wow production.